Howdy, and welcome to episode 8 of the Breaking Awesome Podcast, coming to you from the Arkansas River Lowlands, an elevation of 2,890 feet. My name is Matthew, with me as always, from the Flint Hills Uplands, at an elevation of 1,312 feet, my good friend Daniel. Say howdy to the people, Dan. Howdy to the people. Joining us from the Wellington-McPherson Lowlands at an elevation of 1,299 feet is my good friend Heath. Say howdy to the people, Heath. Howdy to the people. Finally, all the way from the Cherokee Lowlands at an elevation of 912 feet is my good friend Kent. Say howdy to the people, Kent. Did Kent say howdy? No. Howdy. Kent. This is the part where you say howdy, Kent. Howdy. I was expecting this problem from Keith, who I assume is as high as a kite, due to the package he found on his lawn this last week. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I wasn't really planning on talking about that. On the... That was all hypothetical. Oh, oh hypothetically. All hypothetically. Hypothetical. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's your friend from Canada. <laughs> right. Right. A guy I know found a small bag of weed on his um, front lawn. Basil. Yes. No, that's going to the lab. Okay, Dan. Okay, I'll watch for it. Well, I mean, I'll, I'm not gonna mail it. <laughs> Dude, what are you gonna do if you get caught with that? I don't know. It I wasn't like planning you... about talking about it on the podcast. Seems like you should turn it into the police. <laughs> well, it's it's going to the lab for science, man. I just assumed you had done the right thing. <laughs> well, last time you'll. I'd make that assumption. <laughs> Who's eating? Hey, this is awkward. Oh, sorry. That's cookie. I'm eating a cookie. <laughs> Very awkward. You're Chocolate like the, chip. You're like the cookie monster. Um, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> oh, there's so, crumbs everywhere. It's been like two weeks since we did this, guys. Yeah. Everybody have spring break? We had, we spring, had spring break. break. We didn't go anywhere. Did you get your cars fixed? Yeah, you? did you get your cars fixed? Uh, no. You want to talk uh, no. about something different? Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. We expected after two-week interval you would have that all worked out by now. Sorry. Yeah, well, I don't. Let's start a Kickstarter for your cars. Okay. You get that you want set to? up. Sure. How do you set that up? I'll set it up. I've never done one. Maybe our listeners would give to your car Kickstarter. Which, by the way, we surpassed 100 downloads last... Actually, it was probably a week or two ago. And how many episodes have we done? Exciting stuff. We've done 100 episodes. Oh, no way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> we have one listener listening to... <laughs> Betsy's just downloading all the episodes more than once. Is that the problem? Pretty much, yeah. Probably. I probably download... Two or three per episode. So. <laughs> Just to make yourself feel better. So what did you guys do over spring break at all? We went to Wichita. I had lunch with Kent yeah. and got to watch him catch a handful of vomit. Oh, yeah. That was exciting. That was no good. We were, I heard about that. Did you hear about it? Oh, well, you tell everybody about it rather so, than just so, saying, "Boy, that was so, that was weird." Like everybody the, wants to hear the vomit story. 
So at we're, Chick-fil-A. We're in Chick-fil-A and it's packed. And my wife is meeting one of her friends from Epic Church, and I'm meeting my friend Heath. And uh, so Heath and I go back to sit in a corner, kind of by the play place a little bit. You know, there's like room for two little booths there. And so Heath and I are sitting there talking, and the seat next to us is open. So this lady comes over with her child, her small child, and she says, hey, can can we sit here? And we're like, yeah, that's no big deal. Fine. So we keep talking. Biggest mistake of her day. (laughs) No joke. Meanwhile, my daughter Parker comes in, and Parker has kind of a cold, and so she's coughing. And but the deal is, is that Parker has like the most insane gag reflex of any person I've ever met in my life. So if she starts coughing, it's almost a guarantee she's going to throw up. So she's coughing, and the whole time I'm like trying to like make the lady next to us feel better, you know. So I keep saying stuff to Heath like, "Oh yeah, she's been having asthma lately," you know, like. Because Parker's just hacking up a lung over there. And so all of a sudden I can tell that the cough is turning from like I'm just coughing to I'm starting to gag myself. So I start yelling across the restaurant to Jenny and I'm like, Jenny, Jenny, who doesn't hear me because Chick-fil-A is packed and everybody's talking. And so all of a sudden Parker gets like the perfect gag and she just starts going and I reach out around I'm like my arm is around her. She's sitting, she's sitting in between me and this lady and this lady's child. And so Parker starts to go and I reach out with both my hands and I catch all of her vomit. And, uh, and la- at first it's just a little bit, right? At first it's a little bit, but and I'm like, Oh, let me grab you some napkins. And I jump up and I run back to Jenny's table. She's not there though. And some other lady who I don't know is there, but I grabbed all of her napkins <laughs> and ran back. And then, and then in the meantime, this lady with the big trash can is coming up. And so we're like, can you get over here with the trash can? And Parker starts going again. And then it's just like a fountain of vomit. I mean, it's like, you can't – I can't even express how much spewage is coming out of her mouth. And the overflowing. Lady with the trash, the overflowing with the, Kent's hands. Yeah, no joke. And the lady with the trash can leans it in towards Parker, but she stops like six inches away from her. So Parker is just vomiting into my hands all over Chick-fil-A. And, and because I had been yelling for Jenny to come over, every person in Chick-fil-A had turned and was looking at us. And so I finally like – communicate to the lady she is not going to stop throwing up you need to lean in the trash can more and we finally get it in but like when all of it kind of clears up i look over and this lady is stuck there because she can't get out because parker is blocking the only route out and well, she is in like, the trash can too that right trash and the trash can, can filled the whole aisle right it's blocking it too and she's like Huddling with her child like they're refugees, you know, seeking political asylum or something. They're literally like a foot away. I mean, (laughs) they probably got some back splatter. Right. Oh, man. And so I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And she's like, oh, it's okay. It was very funny. And then we had finished eating, thankfully. And but then she stayed there and they cleaned it up. Right. And she sat there and they ate. Right. It was Next kind of to the disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it had been cleaned up, but I'm pretty. I think I would have left. Yeah, no joke. If I had just gone into a place and eat, and then somebody just vomited and trapped me in a booth. But that's for like, like five that's the minutes. power of Chick Fil A. You just forget oh, everything that's bad. And the place was so packed. That was the only place to sit. Was back <laughs> in that corner when we came in. Oh man, no joke. 
And he, yeah, and Heath was like, Heath was like, well, how do you explain to him that she does this all the time? You know, which is was the problem. Like, you can't go and say, yeah, she pukes every day. Not that she has Ebola or something right. like that that she should be concerned about. She wasn't concerned though. I know. She's like, I've got kids. I see this every day. Isn't She's isn't a- that the booth that's like five feet from the back door? Yeah, yeah there is a door right there, but we, they were blocked. They couldn't. Right, get we out. couldn't get out because we were sitting up against like the windows. Our backs were to the windows where the drive-through is. Okay. So that when the lady came over with the trash can, we couldn't get out because she had blocked the aisle. You know what I mean? Like she put yeah, the trash can I'm, in between what the I'm two tables. About is be- before the lady comes over with the trash can, and you see your child about to throw up. There was no time, man. It five, was literally like five feet from that back door. That's what no, I it understand. All it all occurred really in like it all occurred in like two seconds. I mean, yeah, it was like I'm yelling for Jenny, and then boom, she pukes, and it just starts going. Dan, do you have a blueprint in your head of every fast food restaurant <laughs> in Wichita? No, I just I I know because I'm the a, last time that Sarah and I went to that Chick Fil A, we sat that in that exact same spot. That's the only reason I know <laughs> the layout. Look. From now on, I'll start doing puke drills with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, I just we'll figured start, you'd like, be a pro by now. Puke, <laughs> we'll start beefing up on our puke etiquette. I've never eaten at a standalone Chick-fil-A. Really? 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 You've eaten at like... Are they nice inside? You've eaten at like mall Chick-fil-A's <laughs> or like Chick-fil-A trucks, food trucks? or uh, At the uh, Chick-fil-A in the K-State Union, I believe. is the only time I've ever eaten at Chick-fil-A. It's like any other... Fast food restaurant, except the service is really exceptional. And they're they really are friendly. Crazy busy all the time. Unless like you're gonna puke, they're gonna come about six inches six inches short with their trash can if you're gonna puke. Right. Right. That's the only thing that I would fault them. I kept waiting for her to go. Like after I was like, "Thanks for bringing the trash can over." I kept waiting for her to go. My pleasure. <laughs> but we never got it. And then after the puke was everywhere, this other guy comes over and they like discuss forever what it's going to take to get this cleaned up. Right. <laughs> like this and has never like, happened. Just go grab a towel, <laughs> get a mop, something. But the guy's just like, um, well, should we get this and do that? And, and, and I think she was starting to get a little frustrated with him even, but <laughs> he, it took a, a lot of, talking back and forth to finally decide how they were going to clean up the puke. In the meantime, the trash can's still there and the lady's stuck in the booth with her kid. <laughs> Maybe and that's why she ended up eating there. She in. was just like, well, I'm going to be stuck here anyway. I might as well eat. Yuck. So I, here's the deal. I have two potential openers for my Easter sermon and that is one of them. Can we put like a poll on the website to see if... Uh, I should use that story as my opener for my yes, Easter sermon. Yes, can, Kent. It will be on the website in approximately three months. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for next Easter. Genius. You're going to open your Easter sermon with Puke. your daughter filling your hands, overflowing with vomit. Yep. Yep. I sure am. I'm, your line is the big zinger. What was that? The line about nobody would ever believe this. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go into the whole resurrection, talking about how <laughs> kind of play it from the other end, like nobody would ever really believe this, would they? And then build back into why we should believe the resurrection. 
Whose line are you talking about? Your line, that nobody would ever believe that she doesn't have Ebola, that she does this all the time. Oh, okay. Right. It was a good line. Gotcha. I, did I say that? I think yeah, you said, said that. Yeah, you said it in the bathroom. Oh, day. right. That day. I don't remember what I said five minutes ago, Kent. <laughs> we also, while I was in Wichita, went and watched Insurgents, the, in the Diverg- Divergence or... Resurgence? I think it's just insurgent. Resurgent? How was it? It was good. It was really good. Although we sat, we ended up sitting in the very front of the ginormous theater in the Warren. And so. Uh, That's the worst. It felt like we were immersed in the movie. Like you had to (laughs) scan back and forth to see what was going on because that theater, that screen's so big. Although the worst seat in the Warren is still better than the best seat in any other theater. That might be true. That might be true. Just saying. It was Bill a good Warren. movie though. I mean it was it was interesting. It was fun to watch, I think, maybe. It's good good action. I liked it. It looks kinda lame. You're gonna love it. No, I doubt it. They all die in the end. <laughs> <laughs> they decided not to do the third movie. Right. Well, that's enough. What all the rest of you guys do for spring break? So, Matt, what did you do for spring break? Yeah, so, Matt, what did you do for spring break? So, Matt, how was San Antonio? Yeah, so tell us about San Antonio. That sounds cool. It was cool. good. Um, Keenan was good. Um, San Antonio is a really cool place to visit. I'd never been before. Um, so was there really anything cool. going on specifically that you went to San Antonio for, or did you just like one day remember the Alamo and decide to go to uh, San Antonio? We drew a we drew a circle on the map, more or less, and we're like we made up like we want to go on a road trip. This is how far the upper end of how far we can go. We think, uh-huh. and uh, the You've... coolest place in that circle was San Antonio. That's cool. Okay, cool. It's fun. And so we right. it, it really was cool. So other than the Alamo and the Riverwalk, where else did you go? Hold on. What was Peewee's bike in the basement of the Alamo? Did you check? You know, Kent, the Alamo uh, is a battlefield, and 147 uh, Texan revolutionaries were killed there. It's a sacred. Oh, don't try to pull that sacred stuff on me. My ancestor died at the Alamo. Davy Crockett, my friend. Maybe you've heard of him. <clears throat> Maybe you've heard Never of him. Heard killed, of him. Kill, killed a bar when he was only three. It's kind of <laughs> cool. It's just something my family does. We all have to kill bears when we're three. No, it's Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Bike was in the basement of the Alamo. Anyway. I'm sure he knows. I, I have seen the film. Continue. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna. We need to reference Pee Wee's Big Adventure a lot. That's all I'm saying. In honor of Travis. <laughs> so, what else was there to do in San Antonio yeah. other than the Alamo? The Riverwalk. And the ri- and the Riverwalk. I mean, it's. I mean, it's pretty much what we did. We walked around the Riverwalk and went to the Alamo. I mean, we went to the Children's Museum. We went. Um, to the cathedral and to the two other churches that are downtown San Antonio. We went to the Spanish nurse palace. It's kind of fun. Um, 
But anyway, cool. you know, walked out. I don't know. Did you reenact Cloak and Dagger? The art museum. Did you reenact Cloak and Dagger? And um, you've lost me. Yeah, oh, I don't know what you you're talking about. Cloak and Dagger? What's Cloak I and Dagger? Probably when I was. It was a kids' movie when we were kids. I don't kids. even know if I did ever see it. Mm, it's a good one. Sounds like something that I shouldn't watch. Or that I would have watched. <laughs> or that I would have been told not to watch. Because it was cool. Watch. No, it was it good. Sounds evil. Who it was, was in it? There was nothing evil in it. It's uh, that Henry. Kid that's, yeah, the E.T. kid. Yeah, that's in everything back then. <laughs> For like a one year period. And then he vanished. Why did it, does it take place in the Alamo? Part of it's in the Alamo. Part of it's on the Riverwalk. It's just, it's in San Antonio. Was I went the whole to movie? the children's theater and saw a play. Yeah. There's a, I, I mean, there's you know, a botanical have, garden, maybe. Did you go to that? We have three kids under four, so I mean, a lot. Yeah, it's and very I mean, difficult to and do And like, fun. after we drove down there, like, I was not interested in driving around San Antonio. So we just walked over there. And so, if it wasn't within walking distance or water taxi distance, we did not do it. Cool. Water taxi? Water taxi. Was that cool? It seems expensive, and it is, but it is worth it. <laughs> it is cool. Well, because they have this whole, they've opened up the river like for like three miles north of downtown now. And so, you can ride the boat all the way up. And then there's, we went to this restaurant, we met a uh, Betsy's friend from Rowie and Lindsay at this restaurant, La Gloria, that's at the north end of where you can ride on the river taxis. Did cool. she row and in? It's just really cool. That's real cool. Um, and you go through a lock, actually, to get up to oh, the really? upper part of the river. Cool. It's cool. It's fun. And so, you know, it takes like probably 45 minutes to get up there, maybe an hour even, because you're just going like four miles an hour. Uh-huh. It's but fun. it's peaceful and pretty and it's fun. Were your kids good for that 45 minutes on the river? No, everybody's bad again. Uh, you sound all right. Were your kids good? But. Hold on a second. There, there he is. is. Hey, man. All right. It's good to see your staring eyes again. Did you get it all worked out? I have no idea. I thought I had before. Okay. What was the last thing that we were talking about? Blah, 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 San Antonio. Uh, Matt doing his water water taxi. So, yeah, we went up and met uh, Betsy's friend, uh, Lindsay. Well, all of our friends, Lindsay, at a restaurant up there in school. But then the last day, um, it it rained all day, and so they they shut down all the boats in the morning. Because you don't want your boats getting wet? Uh, because um, they have you don't a, want them sinking. And you they don't want uh, people dying in a flood. Oh, um, the uh, river walk is part of a very, uh, actually, pretty coolly engineered flood control program, and so um, I don't think they want to have the boats out if there's a chance of a flood. And we okay. were in a flash flood advisory, so yeah, gotcha. Probably some lightning too. So. There you go. But we had a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, but we didn't end up being down for as long as we were hoping since I didn't get my spring done until late. Well, that's weird that you went at all. I mean, you don't usually take time off at uh, spring break, do you? Yeah, we usually go on a trip. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, last year was the first time in a long time that we didn't. 
um, go on a trip. But we have been going up to see Jeanette, and but the problem is that it's just got to where we have too many kids to. Yeah, it's too, exp- too expensive to fly. To buy. Or train or anything. Buy another ticket. So. That's the hard part about the four kids thing, isn't it? Like traveling other than a car becomes super expensive. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mention that and the farm economy collapse. So we didn't have any money spent <laughs> anyways. Right. <laughs> right. And then we and were talking about that. going to SeaWorld and we added up the cost of us all going to SeaWorld. And it was going to be like a minimum, minimum of $500. Was that, is that and just that's for not, the tickets? And that's before you even see a show. That's for parking and tickets and food. I mean, right. there's just no way to do it. Yeah. Right. Crazy. So we didn't. You know, it's funny that you mentioned your sister, Margaret, and San Antonio. Because one day I was at, it was Thanksgiving and we were with Jenny's family and her cousin was showing me a bunch of his pictures. I don't know why, but like he's high school age um, and he was showing me pictures of like his band trip that he had taken and there was some on the boardwalk and as he was flipping through them, I was like, or the river walk, I mean, sorry. And, And I said, wait, stop. And I looked closely at the picture and said, that looks like Matt's sister and her son. <laughs> and he had like this random picture of Yeah, it was Margaret, Margaret and Spencer. You sent it to me. Spencer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's the, just the weirdest thing. Completely unconnected. They were walking on the river walk. It's crazy. It's a good time. It's a neat place. You should go. I've been. Of course, I was like eight. It's better than it was. I bet it is. <laughs> and it, and it will be better than it was when we went, too, because they, they, were, they were doing work on it when we were there. Oh. Cool. Anyway. Heath, do you guys do anything other than uh, eat lunch with puking children? Um, we, the kids went and stayed with my mother-in-law for a few days, so I still had to work and everything, but we you know, got to hang out in the evenings, just me and Jenny. Um, we didn't really do anything special, just uh, had a nice dinner, went to a movie. I think we saw, I took Jenny to Cinderella, <laughs> which friend, she loved. We're revoking your man card. <laughs> I did it for her, man. <laughs> I did it she for loved love. It. And like there are times where you could, I could just look over at her, and like her face was beaming, and her eyes were <laughs> wide, and she was smiling. She was the little Is girl this again. The, yep. The movie, like the Disney movie. Yeah, there's a new there's Disney Cinderella. It's a new, a new Cinderella they put out, Matt. You should really, really, you should take your girls to it. Jenny said it was really fantastic. Jenny oh. said it was really fantastic for our girls. It's made for little girls. Yeah, they would love it. Well, and she and she said it had a really good, like, story, like moral to it, and that, like, they don't kiss or anything till after they're married. Like, just everything was good about it. Real, real positive for the girls, you know. She, yeah, it got, she, it was a little bit deeper than the cartoon, but I mean, not too much for a kids' movie. Focused a lot on her uh, character, and uh, to kind of you know to actually serve the people who treated her like garbage, even though really it was her house and stuff. 
Anyway, then I also got to see um, David Mullins last Thursday night. He, Rich Mullins' brother, came and spoke at a local event called the Hall of Men, which meets every twice a month. And somebody like talks about a hero of some kind, a Christian hero that um, uh, you know that they look up to. And so I've been wanting to go to it for a long time. I haven't made it to one, but then I thought this was a good one to make sure I caught. And so got to meet David Mullins, and he told some cool stories about his brother. So he talked about Rich. He didn't pick somebody else. No, he talked about Rich. Like he was asked to. to hear about Rich. Right. So, well, <laughs> my hero. Well, it was, you know, it was actually really cool because he he's 12 years younger than Rich Mullins, so he yeah. grew up as Rich Mullins' little brother. Yeah. And, and he said, other than maybe his parents, there isn't anyone that he looks up to more in the world. Like, he really does consider Rich his hero. Huh. So it was pretty fitting. It wasn't like... Um, how you might expect where there was rivalry or he had some bitter feelings about his famous brother or anything that was, wasn't like that at all. You know, and he talked about like his, just uh, his, his personality and how it was this perfect mix of his mom who was a Quaker um, and like her faith just came natural to her. It was like breathing. It was just a, a natural part of, of her life every day and her dad, or and their dad, who was um, of Irish descent, in, in which Mullins is an Irish name, and he said that, you know, he had two emotions, or at least all emotions were expressed in two ways, and it was either anger or laughter. Yeah. And that Rich was like the perfect composite of those two people. Um, always quick to, to get angry, but also very spiritual and pa- but it made him a very passionate person for like really wanting to know God minus all of the fluff and really breakthrough <coughs> which is what comes out in a lot of his music right that's cool did did he talk about the movie at all the ragamuffin movie? he mentioned it and I haven't seen the movie but he actually corrected it a few times said actually it was this you know, like his dad that said that Rich should get piano lessons, not his mom or something. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't know what was in the movie. So, like, he told some really cool stories because I haven't seen it. But, like, when they first discovered that Rich was was going to be good at music, his sister was taking piano lessons. And she was eight and he was four at the time. Right. And she was at home practicing uh, the hymn Abide With Me. And, uh, and she couldn't get it right. She kept trying this, she kept getting stuck at this one part over and over. And then, um, she finally gave up and kind of just snuck away. And then Rich came into the room and he sat down and just started playing it. Um, and there's the tugboats. What is that? I don't know. Somebody like sawing or something. That's my air compressor. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was like a tugboat going through. <laughs> I thought it was a bad line. So it's going to quit here in a second? Yeah, sorry. I'll shut that off next time. Say public service announcement. You've been listening to the Breaking Awesome <laughs> podcast. Maybe 
Could you unplug it? Longest compressor. <laughs> How big is your compressor? Yay! Oh, okay, there it is. <laughs> twenty. It's twenty gallons. I'm sorry. <clears throat> so in okay. the movie, he, wait, wait, wait! They, I didn't finish the story. No, you did finish. No, I Go didn't. Ahead. No, there's, I, they're like right at the climax, the cool part. He finished it. He was four. No, he was four. He played. He came into the room, played it perfectly, and the mother came in thinking it was the daughter and said, oh, you got it right. And then, you know, realized that it was actually the four-year-old little boy who had played it. I thought that that was Mozart who did that. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe it's a common theme among young boys, child prodigies. Yeah, that, that scene is actually in the movie. It was a really cool scene. It was fun. And that's it, where he said it was actually the dad who said, well, we better put Rich in piano lessons even though he didn't really understand like music he wasn't somebody that was into music he understood that rich had it he he did understand that that's what rich was good at and that's and he did encourage it even though he had trouble connecting with it the movie the tension between he and his dad is almost hard to watch like Mm. because he's his dad the whole time doesn't get and rich and you know who knows how much of that stuff was exactly but like he writes a song for his dad, for his dad, and his dad doesn't really get it, you know. And yeah, no, it sounded from David like I mean that was there. That was whether or not the actual details were right. True. Right. It was the acting was not fantastic by the guy who played Rich, but I felt like the story was so full, like full bodied, that you kind of forgot. Like midway through, I forgot that the acting wasn't really that good. But I also, to be fair, really like Rich Mullins a lot. And so, <laughs> right, you know what I mean. So it was more interesting to me than it yeah, was. It was cool. a good. It was a good show. Oh, and he also told the truth about Rich Mullins becoming Catholic. Do you guys want to hear? Yeah, we better. So the big question is: Some people said that Rich was about to convert to to Catholicism at the end of his life. I meant to actually tell this at the beginning and then say I would reveal it at the end. <laughs> so the priest that Rich had been talking to said that they had talked before he left Chicago. He was driving from Chicago back to Wichita when they had the wreck and he died, which was about 17 years ago for anyone who doesn't know. Wow, that's a long time. I know. Ago. Can you believe it was that long ago? That's crazy. Anyway, go ahead. So he, the priest said that he was planning on converting which i don't really like the word converting but i don't changing switching teams i don't know whatever to (laughs) catholicism what do you call it Matt? pitching for the catholics yeah go ahead (laughs) and um said he was going to do that when he got back to wichita but then um a guy who is actually part of the band and catholic which gives him more creds on this said as rich was getting in their jeep to head down here he asked him so what do you think you're going to do and Rich said, I don't really know yet. Um, I, there's still a few things that I'm having trouble with agreeing on or understanding or something like that. Well, I mean, it's not like you just convert. Right, I know. Like that. I mean, it's sort of right. a long process. So. Right. Well, and I think right. it had been ongoing. Like, he had been getting But then again, it was by, in the spring, wasn't it? So it might have been getting close to Oh, for him to make a decision or else. Make a full decision. Easter, could have. Could have been, or maybe it's the following. But um, is that just because there's a couple times to do that, Matt? A year? Yeah, like um, 
like, you know, I went through RCI twice. Right. The first time I dropped out in, like, November, um, right before they do the introduction of the um, candidates. You were kind of a flunky or what? The church. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. So I watched, have you ever, if you YouTube, I think, I think it's like Rich Mullen's last concert. He, this kid invited him over to like his parents' house or something. And Rich and the band went over and just like in this kid's living room played a concert and like all their <laughs> friends are there. Awesome. And it was one of, it's one of the coolest things to watch. And what really struck me was he's, he starts talking to them and he's like, you know, I just really want to thank you guys for the privilege of coming here and doing this for you. And like being able to do this is such an honor. And it really struck me like the guy played for thousands, you know, but he, whether he was really felt honored or not, I mean, it's a pretty powerful thing to like sit with a small group of people and say, it's, this is an honor and a privilege to, to be able to do this for you guys. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't paying him anything. He was just just him and his guitar, and they're you know him trying out different instruments and stuff, and just that kind of humility of I'm not really anything special. So the fact that you guys would listen to my music and let me do this, is, I don't know, it was really powerful for me. It really challenged me on how I perceive myself and my value or worth more than what it is, you know. One of my favorite stories about Rich, and, and David didn't tell this one. It was actually, I heard it on the radio once, and it was told by, who was the guy who did the Christian Top 40? Was that Gary Chapman? Stephen Curtis Chapman. No, not know. the artist. It was a Chapman. There's like three famous Christian. Charlie? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Had a nice mustache. Tell anyway, the, the, the guy who used to do the Top 40s, and he was in the the Christian music scene, but it was uh, the first um, Dove Awards that Rich Mullins was at. Oh yeah. That's um, I think he had been um, nominated for some of the awards even, and they were going through the, the, the buffet line or something. And he said he got down to the end of the line and, you know, everybody was serving him. And then he looked up and the guy asked if he, you know, if he wanted, corn or potatoes or something and he looked up and it was rich mullins (laughs) and rich had uh and and he was just like undercover because he was uncomfortable being there to be honored with everyone and he so he decided that he would just join the the crew that was uh serving everyone (laughs) yeah that's a cool story so on the front of meeting like somebody famous and kind of crazy stories on, we're, we're building a tree house at our house, you know, and uh, so there was a family in our church that said, hey, we've got some wood if you guys want it. So I was going out to their house and I had to drop, I borrowed a saw from this uh, older gentleman in our church. And so on the way out to the pick up the wood, I stopped by to drop off the saw. And so he was like, oh, come in and talk with me and my wife. So we, I go in and they're this super sweet couple, like nice people in like you've ever met. And we're talking, and their daughter's there, and uh, his his wife says something about walking George W. Bush's dogs, and I and I was like, okay, that's weird. You know, she was like, she said something about I got to walk the president's dogs, and I was like, <laughs> okay. And then her daughter says, yeah, my daughter, which is the lady's granddaughter, uh, works for George W. Bush, and she has been like a part of his like. 
crew that like takes care of setting up parties and that kind of stuff for him or whatever. And she said at Christmas time, he would call my mom, they would call my mom and they would fly her to the white house and she would help host George W. Bush's Christmas parties. And, and so I'm looking at these people cause they're like salt of the earth. Like he's a carpenter. She used to do, um, like custodial work, you know? And I'm like, is she telling the truth? And they're like, yeah, I used to go out and help George W. Bush do his Christmas parties. And so this lady in our church, just who like, you would never guess it is friends with, with the dub. And, <laughs> That's and awesome. Hosts his Christmas parties. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's cool. We're going to see if she can get him to come to church. You used to get the official White House uh, Christmas cards back in George W.'s office. You did? Yeah. You don't get that with Obama or what? No, it's because Jim uh, was uh, FSA, was in FSA. They let you just sign up people. Uh, that's on cool. On the official list, so like we got the official for a few years. It was pretty cool. There was a church cool. planter who, it was like maybe during Reagan even, during Reagan's administration, um, he sent uh, cards to like Reagan and then all, a bunch of ex-presidents too, telling him that they were going to start a new church. And so, you know, like the, the standard thing was the presidents would send you back like a form letter telling you, hey, congratulations on your new business or your new endeavor or whatever. We hope you the best. And so then he advertised about how like all these presidents were backing their church plant and were excited about it. And <laughs> <laughs> and the White House like ended up calling them and having them do like, you know, like did a cease and desist kind of thing on them. But pretty genius idea for marketing. Oh, you church planners. You're crazy. I'm not a church planner anymore, so I don't you have that been kind a of church work. planner. It's true. I still have the glasses too to prove it. Glasses of the church? Or well, the plastic every rim, like the cool plastic rim oh, glasses okay. yep. that are big and thick. <laughs> That's why you got those? Yeah, you have to get them. It's oh part of the deal. <laughs> no, I got them because I liked them, but that's what everybody has. Because all the other church planners had them. Right. That's why I did it anyway. Funny. But I'm still serving mashed potatoes and corn. <laughs> so, Dan, did you tell us what you did over spring break? Uh, No, I don't think I Well, I didn't really do anything. I, uh, our didn't kids, fix your cars. No, <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> my kids went to my in-laws for two nights and two and a half days. That's nice. And uh, we didn't really have any money to go anywhere, so we just we hung out. We walked the right away for a while, and we uh, cooked steaks, reversed cooked steaks. <laughs> turned out pretty good. It was so good, wasn't it? Yep. When you say walk to the right away, what? Walk to the right away. That's uh, walking the train line. Sounds dangerous. It is. I wouldn't suggest it to anyone. Was it like uh, Stand By Me? Yep, exactly like that. Did you find a dead body? That's what I was going (laughs) to ask. Did you you get a leech on your junk? (laughs) No. (laughs) We found found a pretty cool bridge, though. That's cool. Uh, Railroad bridges like out in the woods in the middle of nowhere are always the best. Was it like that? 
Yeah, it was uh, like 200 feet high. Wow, crazy. Yeah. And just did you walk across uh, it? Yeah, we did. No, that's not safe, Dan. You're crazy. No, I'm probably incriminating myself by putting this on a record. Well, right. it's probably good. I think that's probably not the worst thing that's been said on this podcast. <laughs> you think? About incriminating ourselves. Oh, because, that's all I'm going to say. Because of your... Because I may edit uh, it out. Your marijuana? Your weed? I do not have any marijuana. Okay. Anyway. That's cool, Dan. Yep. Real cool. <laughs> Is the bridge north of town? Uh, south, of, south, south of town. South of town. Is that one north of town? Doesn't look too high. No. Oh. It's one south. Are you on Google Earth right now? Are you go- yeah. No, get off Google Earth, Matt. We'll never hear from you again. No doing research during the podcast. No oh, joke. Oh. Especially you, Matt. Dan, you also had uh, lunch with me. It was completely uneventful and very nice. There was no, <laughs> no puking. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yep. That was a good burger. Yep. Yeah, Dan's a better friend than I am. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot to give him his sledgehammer. <laughs> wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah.